Live from the Old National Bank State Street Studio, this is WMVP WSHE HD2 Chicago, a good karma brand's radio station. Welcome to The Hockey Show with Pat Boyle and Barstool Chief. On Chicago's home for sports, ESPN 1000, 100.3 HD2, and the ESPN Chicago app. Ready for the power play? You're listening to The Hockey Show on ESPN Chicago. On ESPN 1000 with Barstool Chief, I am Pat Boyle. Happy holidays to everybody out there, Chief. Happy holidays. How you doing? I'm doing well, Pat. Same to you. Feels great to be. I love this time of year. I the do snow too. Falling today, it's just like it, this to me. I feel like is when it's really hockey season. Is when the weather kind of matches the sport. So even though things aren't going so well on the west side, I am clicking into more and more into my hockey brain every day. All right, and you know. With this Blackhawks season, we've kind of been focusing on, like, what's going to happen at the trade deadline and, you know, Melkin's 1,000th game and Hosa's jersey retirement. We had Mm -hmm. Ovechkin this past week with the Hattie and 800 goal at the United Center. So there's kind of been these little bit of distractions along the way. Uh, But the underlying theme is they're not winning hockey games. Uh, You know, after the loss to Vegas... They had dropped 19 of their last 22. Ten in a row at home. Haven't won at home since November 3rd. So that's that's a rough stretch of six weeks of uh, just, I don't know how you do it. it. It is one of those things where you have to just, I think if you're on the team, you're either like, hey, I, I, and you're one of these lower end guys. It's an audition every single night. Yeah. Like that's, you have to kind of focus on yourself and, and, and that sort of thing. And then the other half of that, you know, tis the season. It's about gratitude. You got a great job, and it might not be fun going to the rink every day, right? Uh, when you're not getting results, and and I, I I don't think people like you or I or people who listen want to hear this, but it is one of those things where you you do have to have gratitude, and everybody has parts of their job that they don't like, and just because these guys are millionaires doesn't make it easy going to work every day. So I do think like maybe like looking in the mirror a little bit, being like, hey, like it's it's better than being in a coal mine. Or something like that, where you're doing backbreaking labor, like you get to be a hockey player, and that lifestyle is pretty good. So just keep it light, keep it fun, uh, and, and and just trying to keep getting better as an individual because the team thing is just you know it's not really working out, and they knew that going in. I think Jammer used to say it to me, you know, when when things would start to go south, and you'd see some young guys, you know, kind of wearing the the losing skid. Uh, hey boys, there's yeah. no there's no bad day in the national. Yep, I you're think st- that's you're true. still flying. Private jets, you're still eating and uh, and staying at cut. five yeah, yeah. five star you know restaurants and hotels and it's not a bad life, right? But that be, and here's the other thing. I think like when I heard from Taves this week, and th- this was his quote about kind of trying to stay positive. It's a challenge for sure to keep showing up and having that attitude. You're going to have fun. You're going to work hard. You're going to enjoy the grind and the not so good aspects of the game. And I think if you keep doing that. You show up and you work hard and you do the right things. Things do turn for you. And I also think being away from from the game mm-hmm. for that year plus, probably, you know, and, and I don't know if his NHL, I assume his career flashed before his eyes. Like the, probably, there was no yeah. guarantee that he was going to play again. Mm-hmm. And, and so you go through that and I'm sure there were some dark days. Yep. You get to this year. You're playing at least like the Johnny prior to the pandemic mm-hmm. that was close to a point per game yeah, guy. Still was very good NHL player. Yeah. 70 points that year when that when it was halted. Um, you know, maybe there's just gratitude to be in the league playing, even though you know you're not winning. You're still on the ice, yeah. and you looked across at OV, and it wasn't the outcome you wanted. But, you know, you're going to go up to him at the end of the game like... Yeah, well, and it's like that old thing from... Uh, you've seen Bull Durham, I assume, Kevin yes. Costner, where he walks in, he just he's the player to be named later. Mm-hmm. And the the manager goes, you know, well, what's it... He, Costner's, what's in it for me? He's like, well, you get to keep going to the ballpark and keep getting paid to do it. So, you know, shut up. Brady practices at 11. And I think that there is probably an element of that. And, and Taves is, you know, he's the veteran guy. He's a guy that, like, if you're a young guy, like, you wanted to be him. 
you know, and so I think there is like a, a responsibility for that and just to be a good captain, be a good teammate. And I think he probably does that, you know, and same thing with Kane. It seems like those guys, it's not for lack of effort. I, I don't think this, the, the Winnipeg game that I went through maybe a little bit, uh, but, you know, that's going to happen to every team over the course of 82. And, and I think in general, the team is, is just, you know, it is what it is. But as long as you, I think the, the important thing is just good habits. You got to have good habits. You got to treat it like an audition. And really, everybody, one through 20, one through 20, 23, however many guys are on the roster right now, it is an audition. Either yeah. it's trading or it's some other team because you're a free agent or whatever. You well, want to be playing good hockey and having good habits. Like on what team is Lafferty going to be on a top line? Never. It, nowhere. Never. Right. Yeah. So only here. So yep. like that is an opportunity. Mm-hmm. You're making over what, around a million dollars a year, a little over that. This is a chance for you to show the league that with some consistent ice time and some better skilled players that you can take your game to the next level. Tenorti, how about that guy? <laughs> I mean, you do you love he, that guy? He, what, a, what a bricks that guy is. Like he, That hit he threw in the Vegas game, center ice, clean as can be. Clean, clean as, can, as be. can be, shoulder to shoulder, no head contact. Nope. And thank God no head contact on his head. Because he his own head has had a lot of damage so far. I mean, so he's got the full the bubble mask on, and he's he's a he's a pro man. He's a, he's a fun guy to watch because he doesn't care. He's physical and mean, mean block shots. Yeah, like like we need more of that on the back end. He's got and a little we need Luke Richardson in him. Does have a little Luke yeah. Richardson? That's probably why uh, Luke is fond of him. So I talked to Luke this week, and and you know. When we get through the holidays and we get to early January, it's going to be two months to the trade deadline. And and we've been talking about how Pat Brisson and Patrick Kane and Jonathan Taves will likely huddle. They'll kind of strategically look at the the, the plan that they want to implement. They'll meet with Kyle Davidson and and kind of share ideas of where this thing is going to go. But they're not the only ones. No. That room is littered with guys on expiring contracts and, you know, two-year deals, basically. There's just a lot of that on this team. And even the guys like Murphy and uh, that, that have longer term. Those numbers are movable. They're, they're, they're very yeah. movable. So, like, everybody's head's on a swivel in that room. Yeah. And, and I think if, you know, and Murphy's one of those guys where I really appreciate him. I like his game a lot. He's never been in the playoffs. He's never been in the playoffs, and he strikes me as like a perfect bottom pair defenseman on a playoff team. I kind of hope for his sake, because he's a guy who grew up in the game, loves the game, does all the little things the right way. He deserves to have a taste of what it's like in a real Game 7 series. So while I like having him on the team, he's he's 29 years old now. I kind of feel like his moment to be, you don't want to be, who was the guy for Florida? Ole Jokinen. Right. Played like 13 years in no playoff. You don't want to be in that company. So I, I would love it if, if Murphy got, you know, moved and had another, oppor- a better opportunity somewhere else to play meaningful hockey. Yeah. I mean, that's why, like, the, the, the silver lining to Alex Debrinkit leaving was, I'm like, that guy deserves to be in the playoffs. Yeah. Like, I don't count the bubble. No, I don't that, either. That, 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 that was not. That it was does like not count. Made for TV event. <laughs> right. I know it counted in the playoff stats. You're right. Which is still have an issue, but that's fine. Whatever. Yeah. I guess it's got to go somewhere. Yeah. Uh, asterisk. Asterisk. Yeah. 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 I, I, I just, um, you know, so, so I got to talk to Luke this week and, you know, I asked him, what's the message going to be to the team? When they're dealing with the Elliott Friedman reports and all the different things that are going to be going on uh, the month of January and uh, and February as well. And here's what Richardson had to say. You know, I think if we were in a different position, we'd probably be on the other side of that uh, noise, which hopefully will be in the next few, uh, few years. But um, you know what? To me, you know, don't hide from it. It's just reality. Uh, we can't really control it. Maybe some guys can control a little bit of their fate, but they really can't. You know, it's about other teams and what they're willing to give up and, and uh, what, what situation they are. What injury situations are on other teams really affect things as well. So there's a whole bunch of things that we we got to focus in on a game and enjoy being in the moment, playing for the Chicago Blackhawks in a great sports city, in a great arena. Let's let's try and build on that. Let's, uh, we, we had a good start, and we've fallen back a little bit. And now it's an opportunity to move ahead again. And if we can take one more step forward and, and whoever's here wants to be a part of that, that's something to be proud of. And uh, as a professional athlete, you gotta, you got to look at it that way. Um, 
if you weren't involved in noise, that'd be disappointing in sports. So let's 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 enjoy it a little bit. Like you know, maybe make fun of it a little bit. Uh, you know, what I mean, and then it just takes a little bit of that angst out of the air. Uh, no one's talking about it. Uh, yeah, no, it's reality that could happen, but today it isn't. So let's win today. Ah, Max. Did you see that rumor about you getting traded? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Pack your bags. You, you got, got it your to passport. Go yeah. You got your passport ready yeah. to go. That no. Luke Richardson is the best. Though. I do. He really. Yeah. He, you know, that's an honest answer about a difficult question where every I bet every PR guy in the league would tell him not to really answer it that way. Right. You know, like give him some kind of canned thing. Ah, we're gonna work hard. We're gonna focus on today. It's like no. Like look, this is the reality. Let's try to have some fun with it. And and I think that's the right approach. And. It's so refreshing to hear an honest answer about an uncomfortable question, and uh, and he and he nails it. Like I'm, ex- I I want them to win with him. Oh my god, I do too. And yeah. I don't want us to get exhausted with the results of this year and probably next. Yeah, and pin that all like. You know, I can just see it now. You know, we're doing the hockey show next year, and let's say there's a, a stretch where they haven't registered a point or what have you do you think this his message is getting through and do, you know like and there will not be the focus on is it talent on the roster yeah you know? i, I want to be the tenority in the press room next year i'll put my hand on your chest if you have a question like that like i don't he's not the problem everybody knows it so if some if that starts getting out there i will be an internet bulldog squashing that as fast as can be by the way do you know he's related to chikrin Jacob? No, that's yeah. a nice little wrinkle. That's yeah. A, <laughs> yeah. So like, I and I didn't ask him about it because it probably be tan. I I didn't want to get into that, but like he's one of the. What the, are you doing for the holidays? Yeah, you you wanna, him with? yeah. <laughs> so I mean, a like Max Domi said he came here because of Luke. Okay. Um, they overlap I, I, in Montreal, I assume. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. And I I think. Like I do think, player like a coach like that can attract players. Totally, he, you he, guys and guys get a reputation quickly. Yeah. So and that was that was always a thing with Joel too. Like he he's a he is a players coach. You know, treats you like men and you know holds people accountable, but doesn't really like get in your way. And uh, and. That is that is a nice little. I love Jacob Checker. And you want to talk? That guy has got like White Walker eyeballs. Yeah. If you ever watch Game of Thrones, yeah. like he's he's a handsome guy, plays hard. You know, I remember like he slipped in the draft because he was not known as like a good skater. He does everything well. I I would love it if he were part of because they're going to have to add. You know, it's like at some I, point. I love the Team Canada World Junior thing. Korchinski, Allen, Del Master on the left side. That's all fine and well. You're going to have to go out and spend to, to really accelerate this process. And his deal is up when? 2024, 25, but he's involved in every trade rumor. So right. maybe that's like a guy. He's you, one of the top uh, players of, uh, this, uh, yeah. of desire right now totally, as, we, yeah. as we head down to the trade deadline, which is March 3rd. So we also have the Kane and Taves thing, obviously, as well. I asked... Luke Richardson on the Blackhawks Talk podcast, like, what's the communication going to be like with 19 and 88 when they're trying to figure out what their future is here in Chicago? Here's what Luke had to say. You know what? I think they take the same kind of stance with myself or anybody else than they do with you guys. Like, they really want to, they're professional. They want to concentrate on their hockey. Uh, they have they have a team of people that look after that. And, uh, you know, I think Patrick especially, I've heard comments that he's not really interested in discussing it or talking about it. I think he's he's focused in on what he wants to do and, and maybe really get back in a rhythm offensively and he's working at it in practice every day. And same as same as Jonathan. Like they like he 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 wants to uh, he wants to win. He wants to help the team win. He's not used to this, right? And it, and it's it bothers guys that have, have had success in the past here. So the other kind of gets put on the back burner with them, and, and I, I've talked to them lots. And I said, if there's anything I can do to help, and uh, but in that area, really, I can't really do anything to help. That's just going to be there. Um, so same thing. Like we can talk about it as a team. Hey, we're all here today. Um, let's win today. We don't know if we have a chance to be this same team tomorrow. So Luke Richardson on uh, how he's going to communicate with Kane and Taves. He's pretty much consistent. Like I, yeah. I feel like there's this natural graduation from him from being player, well-respected, 20-year guy to now a, he's been a coach of some sort, AHL level, and uh, assistant in the NHL, now head coach for over 10 years. It's a pretty solid body of work on both sides of the yep. ledger. And he just seems like the, that that perfect mix right now 
of where a young guy can can relate to him, a veteran can certainly relate to him, and he kind of checks so many boxes. Yeah, he's been through the ringer, and that's always something I value. You know, in in the hockey world and in the re- in the real world, can you talk to anyone? Yeah, can you be in the boardroom and can you be on the factory line? And, and Richardson's that kind of a guy where it's like, hey, like I've been in your, I came in the league at nineteen, I was in the league at thirty nine, I was developing young players in the AHL. Like he knows how to talk to anybody, and I think it goes back to the theme of what this conversation is. He's an honest guy. Yeah, he's a straight shooter and an honest guy, and and those guys can kind of work in any circle because you know you can trust them and i think that's that's a big part of this i've never been a you gotta be a coach that wins the press conference guy but here's the deal to your point of can you talk to people Mm -hmm. if i can't communicate with the the press corps that covers said team and every time i'm in there it's awkward and weird and you don't trust me i don't trust like i do think there's probably some part of that coach that that's how he addresses his team. Yeah. And if you find it a little off-putting for whatever reason, there's a chance that that player may may as well. Everybody's a human being. Yeah. And, and you've seen that, you know, and we've talked about it too, where certain coaches just have a shelf life. And you yeah. can kind of tell with how their person, I mean, like, uh, uh, Terry in Montreal, like, he, he has a reputation that follows him. Babcock has one. Uh, there, there's all kinds of guys who just, like, you know, because you hear whispers, and it's like, well, they got about a two, maybe three year, and if you're, maybe they can get you a cup, but if you don't, it's going to crash and burn. Richardson feels like he has genuine, real staying power because he's real. All right, coming up. Patrick and Jonathan are going to uh, enter some rare air on Sunday evening at the United Center, playing in their 1,000th game together. We'll discuss that, and we'll relive the great eights hat trick that led to his 800th career goal. That's next. It's the Hockey Show on ESPN 1000. You're listening to The Hockey Show. We are Chicago's home for sports. ESPN Chicago. You're listening to The Hockey Show on the AM at 1000, on the FM at 100.3 HD2, on your phone, through the ESPN Chicago app. Right off the faceoff, Connor Sherry coming in along the right side, and now they score, and it's Alex Ovechkin, 798, and he does it 24 seconds into the first period. Knocking on the door of history, it's one, nothing, Washington. Sheary drops it, other opportunity, side of the net in front of it's in. And the Capitals get the power play goal. This is unbelievable. Alex Ovechkin having a night. Look out, 800, here we, we come. We could be seeing 800. For check, Mantha centers in front. Kuznetsov had the shot. And there it is. 800. (laughs) Alexander Ovechkin has done it. And here come the hats and the team. (laughs) (laughs) You have just witnessed the 800th goal for Alex Ovechkin. Only the third player in National Hockey League history to reach that mark. That was the scene on Tuesday night at the United Center and the call on ESPN uh, with Barstool Chief. I'm Pat Boyle. This is the Hockey Show on ESPN 1000. Uh, I, I don't usually credit the NHL often, mm-hmm. but they made the call on switching that game from a regional game that would have been on NBC Sports Chicago uh, like last week to making it a must be on. Yep. And not ESPN Plus, mm-hmm. but it was. it's going to be on the mothership. At a big time, so they listened to you because yeah. you called it. Well, you said that he was he was going to get it in Chicago. Well, so I, I, here's the thing: like, if you're going to do that, and and while I will credit them for making that move, uh, ESPN had a bumpy broadcast. Oh, it was bad. I mean, Chief, your whole soul, your sole focus is to chronicle what eight does, mm-hmm. and in and the best case scenario would have been a hat trick for eight hundred or a fourth to tie how yep. or whatever but you cannot be in tape and as much i, I love the Chelly introducing totally. uh, i love that yeah uh, i love when biz did it i mean like i that i i can't Roll get that it. before the but yeah, do it in a timeout yeah. or whatever or when he's not on the ice like anything but that anything but that yeah that was i tough. mean it was you know and then even the second goal it seemed like you know goal you know it's yeah. like 
Caught him off guard. Yeah. I was like, what? <laughs> uh, the only reason you're there is for that for guy. For that game. And that is one of those sports moments, like, where Jeter, you know, Jeter hit a home run for number three, for his 3,000th hit. And then he had the walk off to end his career. And then Ovi gets a hat trick to be the third guy ever to get to 800. It makes me think we're just living in simulation. Like, yeah. that's like, this yeah. is all just prescripted. That, the fact that that happened, uh, the hat trick to get to that number is just incredible. And, and he is, he, to me, he's the single greatest goal scorer who ever lived. Um, and it, it's just, it's remarkable what he's done. And, you know, we, I've talked about this, I think, here with Crosby and, and other places and, and LeBron. Like, that era, those, those athletes had the weight of the league, Crosby and Ovechkin, on their shoulders to deliver. Like, coming out of the lockout, you need, you need two young superstars. They've performed beyond anybody's wildest imagination. So credit to Ovi. He's a wrecking ball. I think he's got 3,000-some-odd hits uh, in the last yeah. 10 years or something, too. So he's incredible. He's he, incredible. He, he's a goal scorer that would have done this in any era. He would have fit in just fine in the Howe era. Yeah. He would have fit fine in in the, the Gretzky era mm-hmm. as well. And he certainly has has done in the modern-day game. But remember, Chief, too, like it wasn't all rainbows and unicorns with him. I mean, like, he breaks into the league in 06, he's, he's wins the Calder, but he doesn't get that that Stanley Cup until 2018. Yeah. And there was that label on him forever, you know, best player to not win a Stanley Cup, or can you win with him? Well, hand up. I was one of those guys, and, and I was surprised when they won the Cup because if we're going to be totally honest about Ovi, he does one thing better than anybody ever. The rest of his game is not like he's not the best puck handler. I don't know how much better he makes his teammates other than creating space because he's got such a bomb. Yeah. But he's not really like, a one timer. Yeah, but he's not like the most well rounded, you know, hockey player, playmaker, defense. Like he yeah. just never has been. But he does one thing better than anybody ever. And uh, so I was like, I don't know if you can win with him as your captain and your highest paid guy. And I was like pretty convinced. And then I'm, I am glad that he broke through and got it because. He is, he's a guy who brings so much joy. Like, he celebrated that 800, just like he celebrated 572, just like he said, you know, like every single goal, and even his teammates' goals. He, he doesn't love anything more than seeing the puck go yeah. in the net, and it's like, it like warms your heart a little bit. Did you stay with the broadcast after when they were, had the, the, the camera inside the locker room? I think I flipped it oh, off and went right to bed. All right. So, like, they, th- that was very cool. One of our camera guys from NBC Sports Chicago, uh, Jeff Corbett's, who has been in this town for over 30 years Ooh. covering events like Jordan and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And he said it was one of the coolest things that he'd been a part of is just it's that tiny locker room at the United Center. Yeah. So it has that kind of youth feel to it. You know, it's yeah. not one of those palatial. Yeah. Th- and he's they're showering him with beers. OV then cracks another one and addresses his team. Starts taking pictures with the three pucks. It was one of those like pinch me moments. Yeah, um, he's just a hockey player's hockey player, man. He, he just is. he's just. Uh, it, oh, and he's a guy that every kid wants to kind of be, you yeah. know, because or at least that I wanted to be. Like I loved when I was a kid. I loved Peter Forsberg because he could do, you know, like he could throw the reverse hit and be physical and score and do all the things. Like Ovi, every single time he's on the ice, it's a highlight. One way or another. He's either putting somebody through the boards or he's having a bomb from 60 feet that goes bar down. And it's like that. He's an electric hockey player. couple things. I asked Scott Darling. I said, so, you know, when the puck's moving over to his office, does does he know he wants to go uh, far side, bar down? Does he want to go short side? Like, is he going to, you know, put it through your arm? armpit yeah like like he goes i don't really think he does i think he just just leans into it as hard as he can and lets it fly the other thing i didn't realize i think there's 165 goalies now that he has beat in his career he asks for a goal stick from every goalie the first time he beats them in a game what do you think about that what would you how would you if you're the goalie how would you feel oh well so for darling he was like so it was that he was uh it was a kind of like a back to back situation and so they played them mm-hmm. uh he was wish he was with the Hawks okay and it was actually you'll probably remember the goal but it was like a it was a two on one and it didn't look like like OB would get the puck back cuz he was below the goal line yeah yeah and i actually he, do remember okay this. so yeah. that was that was his goal against so it was a pretty sweet goal yep uh and 
Uh, the next day, they're in, let's say, Washington, and they come over. Uh, the, the equipment guy from the Capitol says, hey, OB wants one of your sticks. He says, well, one of my sticks. He goes, yeah, he collects sticks from every goalie that he, that he beats. And so Darling was like, yeah, yeah. Well, you know, here you go. Here's yeah. the stick. And he goes, well, I want one of his, too. It's a good trade. So he gave him the stick that he beat him on the the night prior. It's like a little notch in your belt kind of thing. Like yeah, yeah like I, I'm taking all these all these people down. I I wonder now that he's such a legend when he scored on Darrells, he probably already had five six hundred goals at that point. I wonder if it was like a rookie and he scored one on I don't know like I was going to say Olaf Kolzig, but they're on the same team probably. But some some like veteran. Guy who's like, what do you mean this 19 year old kid wants my stick? Yeah. I think that yeah. would probably rub me the wrong oh, way. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. six and, and, you know, Brodeur or whoever, like, right. you know, yeah. like, I'd be like, or Patty Wah. Like, I'd be like what? Yeah. He wants my stick. And, like, right. and to have the, the foresight at, at that age right. to be like, yeah, you know, someday. Like, no, you don't understand. This is going to be cool. This is going to be very cool. <laughs> I'm going to have 150 of these things. I'm going to have at least things. 200 yeah, of these yeah. things. Yeah. And I'm going to pass yeah. Gordy and I'm going to pass Wayne and I'm going to have every stick on the wall. Yeah, it would have been funny if Darlis was like, hey, you know, I, I don't know how long I'm going to be up no, here. I only I'm, have like three sticks, man. I'm the only guy that said no. <laughs> yeah. I'm holding yeah. out for more. I wonder if anyone did say no. Early on, it must, like, a, a real veteran, yeah. Like you're Eddie Belfour, like at the end of your, well, like, you know, like Lundquist. Like what did he him, say? Yeah, you know, like oh really? I, I, th- yeah. Lundquist seems like he's so cool that he wouldn't. Yeah, he's like, I don't, too. I don't care. I'm too handsome to care about this. Yeah. Sure, have my stick, kid. But like, if I was like, you know, like a Patrick Waugh might be a better example. Like this surly old veteran. I mean, like, no. In fact, like, meet me in the parking lot. And you can come take it from me. But, yeah. but it is now like he has like his own. Like kill Hall of Fame, like that's kind of what that is to me. So yeah. it is, it's cool now. But I feel like, yeah, like you said, 2006 might have been like, hey, like this is you're too young to be doing this, kid. Right, yeah. right. Uh, what do you think? So on Sunday, Kane and Taves will play in their thousandth game together. They're just the thirteenth pair in National Hockey League history to play a thousand games with the same team. Seabrook and Keith were the first defensive pair to ever do That's it. wild, too. Uh, yeah. You know, yeah. like, I mean, it speaks to longevity. It speaks to a lot of things. I mean, A, playing a thousand games is nothing to sneeze at. Yeah. With one team is nothing to sneeze at. Simultaneously with, uh, you know, with right. as much movement as there is. Uh, so you're checking a lot of boxes there. But, like, that is pretty cool that, you know, Definitely. The, the kids that are, you know, 20 years old or, and, and Younger, older, yeah. you know, like have watched these two Hall of Famers play on the same sheet for the better part of a decade and a half. I mean, it's like their name has been blended into one. Like you, yes. like the, the Chevy commercials, Taves and Kane. It's the Taves and Kane, and it's like they're, they're going to be linked forever. And it's it's like it's going to be so sad. It's going to be like the parent trap almost. <laughs> it's like let's separate these guys now. But like they they to me that I wish that there was a way to keep them you know together always because it's like there's certain names like that in hockey where it's like Solani and Korea. It's you know Gretzky and Curry. Like those certain guys like they're just linked together forever. And it's like all the glory together, all the memories together. And it's like, think about how much they grew up as people together, too. Yeah. Like all the nights out, all the, now it's like, you know, the Kane's got a baby, like all that kind of stuff. It's like they, it, it's, it's deeper than like a college bond, I assume, because it's just like you never left that. It's like, imagine like just staying with your freshman year best friend roommate until you're in your 40s. Right. <laughs> That's what they've got. Right. And, it, and it's almost like the opposite to track, too, with the two of them. Because yeah. people say like, oh, they're such great friends. They're not great friends. They, mm-hmm. they are, they're great teammates. Yep. They are highly respectful of one another yep. and think think the world of each other. Uh, they've changed a lot. I think I think Johnny's gone from more serious as a rookie to probably less serious now in year they reversed. 16. If they, and they flipped they the top on, on the Kane, whole thing. Right? Yeah, yeah. Because now Kane is like, because he was a little wild child. Yes, he was. He was a wild child. And he was Captain Serious back in you know, 06, 07, you know, or 07, 08, rather. And then now it's like Kane is so singularly focused on longevity and playing his career and it's like Taves he's certainly not I'm not saying he's a wild child but he is like I would say maybe a little bit more well-rounded and worldly like he he's interested in seems like in more things than just hockey where Kane is he is all hockey all the time hockey nerd yeah 
In a good way. The best way. Yeah, yeah in, that's in, what in you a want. Way. So, yeah. like, I think they're going to lean on each other a lot here. It, and like you said, it's, you know, it's a rare thing in, in, in sports where the lead singer, the, the star player, has a sidekick that is of equal... It's not footing, a Jordan right? Pippen. No, it's, it's not. It's they're the same. Yeah, D Rose and you know what? It, whoever, whoever. <laughs> yeah, like it. They they have each taken turns. You're right. Uh, as as the lead singer, and as, you know, but and done it way di- different ways. Right, and 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 it's like complementary pieces too, because it's like you certainly don't win it without Kane, and you absolutely don't win it without Taves, because you need a guy to kill penalties, you need a guy to score on the power play, and. and you know they kind of they fill in each other's gaps perfectly. It's like it's like a miracle that you get those two types of guys in back to back drafts. And it's just you know they had a, obviously the rest of the core kind of in place, but it was like off to the races, and you kind of knew it. Like you knew it right away. You didn't know three, but it's like okay, like this team really has everything because they have these pillars, and and they again like we said. Crosby and Ovechkin lived up to expectations. Those guys knocked it out of the park. They saved this franchise and this market. So we're probably not sitting here if they draft Eric Johnson and probably not. Yeah. So that they're they're point. incredible. Uh, it's the hockey show on ESPN One Thousand. We're sponsored by the Chicago Wolves, the defending Calder Cup champs, host Grand Rapids tonight. The Milwaukee Admirals tomorrow. Uh, tonight's game's a seven o'clock start. It's a wall calendar giveaway, fans post-game skate, Wolves blood drive, and adopt a dog night. Yeah, all of that. For details, go to ChicagoWolves.com. On the other side, the general manager of the Chicago Wolves, Wendell Young, joins us. That's next. It's the Hockey Show on ESPN 1000. The Hockey Show with Pat Boyle and Barstool Chief on the ESPN Chicago Triple Play. AM, FM, and app. Barstool Chief is the new co-host along with Pat Boyle. They've sharpened their skates for the return of the Hockey Show. The Hockey Show with Pat Boyle and Barstool Chief. Saturday at 1 on ESPN Chicago. Dot Camera is the perfect place for all of your holiday shopping. From 20% off canvas gallery wraps and photo gifts to the hottest new Nikon cameras. Like the all-new Nikon Z30 single lens kit. Perfect for the creator, vlogger, or streamer in your family. Save $50. For an even better deal, get the compact, lightweight Nikon Z30 mirrorless double lens kit and save $150. Plus, get free one-on-one training with any camera purchase. Get your new Nikon camera at Dodd Camera, where the focus is on you. The year-end sales event is all month long at hawkauto.com. Choose from new Ford, Chevy, Chrysler, Dodge, Jeep, Ram, Fiat, Subaru, Cadillac, Mazda, Volkswagen, Nissan, and Wagoneer models with limited-time year-end pricing, plus a huge selection of pre-owned and certified pre-owned vehicles. Save with 0% financing for 66 months. That's no interest for five and a half years. Or make no payments for 90 days. Get your year-end savings now at hawkauto.com. Drive what I drive. Drive a hawk. Hawkauto.com. Select models 15 15 per month per thousand. Finance with approved credit. What's up, everybody? It's Adam Abdallah. One of the things I love about betting on the NFL is that I'm always finding new players or game props that I like. And what's cool about FanDuel Sportsbook is you can combine these props with other bets from the same game to score an even bigger payout. And it's perfect for this weekend's NFL slate. How about David Montgomery to score an anytime touchdown? Or Justin Fields to score an anytime touchdown and go over his rushing yards? And how about the Bears to cover against the Eagles? There's no feeling like nailing a same-game parlay bet, but that's just one of the many reasons I bet with FanDuel. I love the live betting feature. I use it all the time. The app is safe and it's easy to use, and the best part is, when you win, FanDuel pays your winnings fast. So lock in your bet today on FanDuel Sportsbook. If you're new to FanDuel Sportsbook, sign up with the promo code Abdallah, A-B-D-A-L-L-A for your no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's promo code Abdallah. A-B-D-A-L-L-A. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sportsbook partner of the NFL. You must be 21 or over and present in Illinois. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued is non-withdrawable free bets that expire 14 days after receipt. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. It's open enrollment for the ACA Health Insurance Marketplace. If you want to enroll in a new health plan or update your current one, GetCoveredIllinois.gov can help you navigate health coverage to find a quality health plan. Find out if you qualify for financial help and get free enrollment assistance. Our local navigators are here for you. Your simplified health plan coverage journey starts at GetCoveredIllinois.gov.
Individuals and businesses with tax problems, listen carefully. Do you feel like you're losing control of your finances? If you owe over $10,000 in back taxes or have unfiled tax returns, we can help you take back control. The IRS is the largest and most aggressive collection agency in the world, and they can seize your bank accounts, garnish your paycheck, close your business, and file criminal charges. Take control of your tax problem now by calling the experts at U.S. Tax Shield and take advantage of the Fresh Start program and new laws that may allow us to negotiate a settlement for the lowest amount possible. Our team of tax attorneys and enrolled agents can stop collections and get you protected so you can take control of your financial future. U.S. Tax Shield offers a price protection guaranteed quote to get you protected today. U.S. Tax Shield is A-plus rated with the Better Business Bureau, so call now. 800-687-5192. That's 800-687-5192. U.S. Tax Shield. 800-687-5192. You're listening to The Hockey Show. Call us or tweet your comments to at ESPN1000. The Hockey Show. This is ESPN1000, Chicago's home for sports. Welcome back to The Hockey Show on ESPN1000. We're sponsored by the Chicago Wolves. They're going to host Grand Rapids tonight, 7 o'clock start. A lot of giveaways. Wall calendar giveaway. They got a fans post game skate. They've got the the Wolves blood drive and adopt a dog night. More details go to chicagowolves.com. Then tomorrow afternoon, three o'clock face off at Allstate Arena against the Milwaukee Admirals. It's our pleasure to welcome in the general manager of the Chicago Wolves, Wendell Young. How you doing, Wendell? Doing well. Doing well. Well, uh, take us through what the the challenge is like when you have to assemble a roster that's had a ton of turnover following the Calder Cup championship run that you guys had last year. Well, as anybody has been part of a winning team, uh, all the players get rewarded really well, um, and everyone wants them. There's a premium on guys that win. Uh, You know, it's part of a formula putting the team together is, bringing in winners so your team gets picked apart and we've had a majority of our guys uh leave the organization um for better opportunities a lot more money a lot of guys uh have set themselves up pretty good for for the future in that aspect and we've had guys go up to the carolina organization which is our parent team so um with that said uh it's tough you sit back and uh, you know, you go so far in the playoffs, you're kind of late to the to the party in free agency, and um, it's tough to put a team together. You get a, a lot more prospects coming in, and um, and you went out and got the best players you thought available the year before, and they're gone. So now you're you're gone searching, and it's a it's a tough road to to to, to repeat, um, and especially the kind of team we had last year winning the Calder Cup. Yeah. So how do you? find that balance between trying to put together a super competitive team and the American League's role as being a developmental league. So it seems like sometimes those things might be in contrast or in conflict with each other. So how do you as a general manager balance that? Well, that's exactly the word is balance. Uh, I think, you know, our formula for us and the way we look at it, and it's actually in our affiliation that we will develop and try to win at the same time. And I, and I think, by winning, you're developing. We're going further in the playoffs. Uh, I usually say every playoff game is worth probably five regular season games. I've had so many guys learn that every shift counts uh, when they go in the playoffs. So part of winning is, uh, uh, you know, teaching the guys how to win and how to be a winner, not accept losing. And, you know, I, I've heard from a lot of guys on last year's team that going that far in the playoffs and having to put out every shift and every play means something and every game means something. It's uh, It teaches them how to play the rest of their career, whether it's the regular season or the playoffs. And I think it furthers the career. But, you know, our role as American Hockey League is to develop, and we're very well aware of that. I think we've done a great job over our years of developing a lot of players. We we have a long, long list of players that have been really successful in the uh you know, in the NHL, you know, we were affiliated with the St. Louis Blues one time, and about a year later, after a lot of players were here, they won a Stanley Cup. So, um, you know, we play a big role in the, in the parent team and, and their future. So uh, we realize that, uh, of course, the first-rounders and second-rounders and their prospects uh, get a little more ice time, a little more power play. We understand all that, but we also want to put people around them that will really 
help them develop, teach them how to be pros, uh, take some of the burden off them in, in the game so they can play their game and really develop and learn learn the game. And, I, and a part of it is, is learning how to win. And if you're in a losing environment, it's a lot tougher to develop players. Wendell Young, general manager of the Chicago Wolves, joins us on the Hockey Show on ESPN 1000 with Barstool Chief. I am Pat Boyle. Uh, Wendell, how has new head coach Brock Sheehan fit in with this team? He's fit in really well. Like he's a he's a young guy. He's eager, uh, well organized. Uh, you know, his big thing, especially coming from the USHL with the Chicago Steel, uh, was developing players. And we've got a you know we've got a lot of young guys, um, a lot of development sessions going on on the ice. Um, and he's, you know, again, he's in a learning phase also of what pro uh, hockey is all about. Uh, but he's fit in really well. You know, he's, uh, he's he's got a bright future ahead of him because he's because that's the whole thing. He's uh, not a guy that comes in and yells. He, you know, he has a lot of meetings with the individual with the players. There's a lot of teaching, a lot of communication, which is uh, kind of the, uh, I guess, the what's needed out of a, a modern day coach. Uh, you know, at the same time, you can hold the players accountable, and that's what's happening. Yeah, and then the Wolves have been affiliated with a bunch of different teams in your tenure. This is your 13th year, if I'm, or 14th year, if I'm counting correctly. How is it, how different is the relationships with every team, or do you find that most teams kind of have the same formula, or is it different t- team to team? Uh, it's different. <laughs> I carry Tell on. us your favorite one quickly. <laughs> yeah, I. I, I, I tell people it's going to be like the dating world you got to find out what the person's like um because it's uh, everyone's different um you know you're dealing with a different uh uh structure sometimes within the organi- organizations uh certain people handle certain things you got to find out uh what their thoughts are of what their view of the players and what their you know some teams want to keep their guys in them and you know in the american hockey league two three four years sometimes and let them really develop and, and then they're ready to go up, and when they're being called up, they're stepping in the NHL and staying. And then some of them are, are pulling up players within a year, half a year. So there's a different uh, structure, uh, a different thought process, a uh, different philosophy of every team. Um, and again, it's a, it's a feeling old process. Uh, when we change affiliation, I got I got to learn who I'm calling for about travel or you know conditioning or uh, training camp or pro meetings. Like it's just it's a whole new venture every time we go within the team. Do you think there is a right formula, like a, that, that in terms of player development and time in the minor leagues, that works, you know, more so than others? I I, I think there is. Uh, again, it, it's a team sport, but every player is different, and uh, and development wise, accountability wise, uh, you know, you can't yell at every player. You can't hand, you got to have a, handle every player differently. And I tried to put it out to one of my coaches one time. I said. I go. You got to treat everyone fairly, but you got to treat everyone differently. And the coach said, "Well, I treat them all the same." I go, "Well, do you treat your kids the same?" <laughs> and he goes, "Well, what do you mean?" And I said, "Well, you know, not to be chauvinistic, but if your daughter came home at two in the morning, it's a little different than your son coming home at two in the morning, right?" And he goes, "Well, yeah." And I go, well, "That's my point. You, you treat them differently, and it and it is, and it's uh, uh you got to treat players differently. Like some are." Like if you get mad at them, they will shut it down, and 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 it really affects them. The other ones, you get mad at them, and it motivates. Them. So you got to treat everyone differently. Skill wise, you got to see where they're at. You know, uh, skill wise, but you got to see where they're at maturity wise. Because it's the biggest step. And someone told me this in the last year. The biggest step is coming from college or junior hockey into the American Hockey League. The step from the American Hockey League to the NHL is much easier. It's it's learning how to be a pro and all the things that it takes to be a pro. And a lot of times it's just it's focused. Like a lot of these guys got away with, you know, uh, being great players because of their skill. But now all of a sudden everyone has a lot of skill. Everyone can skate. Now it's the attention to detail and putting out every shift you go on the ice. Wendell Young from the Chicago Wolves joins us on the Hockey Show. Is there a story behind naming 25-year-old Max Lajoie as your uh, as your team captain? It's Max. I don't know what to say about him. He's an unbelievable player for us. He does everything. He's that guy that blocks a shot, and you can see he's in pain. And okay, I'm good to go. He's that guy that just keeps doing whatever it takes to win. And that's just the hockey side of him. He's skilled. He's as tough as anything. That's you know, again, the hockey side. But his personality, kind of person he is, and 
Uh, I think that's the biggest thing uh, when you're naming a captain. You've got to have the right person uh, that people respect. That's a good person, and that's what we try to do with the Chicago Wolves. We try to have the right people and good people. You know, we want great hockey players, but we also want great people off the ice. And, uh, you know, Mac epitomizes that, and what we want is a, a Chicago Wolf. And, um, you know, we don't take handing out a captain lightly, but with Max, uh, it was an easy choice. Yeah, I mean, and and you would know, and you would know winning. I'm reading here that you're the only guy to win everything, all the hardware, Stanley Cup, Memorial Cup, Turner Cup, Calder Cup. So do you have one that was like, man, like that was my favorite, like that run with that team was like the most memorable for you? Um, Again, they all hold a special part to me, and and the fact that me with the – Limited amount of talent, and you know, I would say I had a little more talent than the average person. But in the big picture, in the, in the pro world, I wasn't that great, and it, I almost feel guilty sometimes that I had the fortunate uh, to be on as many winning teams and be around winning organizations, and uh, you know, being uh, a small part of that of, of an organization to be that way. And, and again, I carry on. You know, I've been lucky, so lucky, you know, in life. Uh, I should be buying lottery tickets all the time because I'm going to hit it sometime if I've been this lucky. But, uh, you know, growing up, I think any kid that, that played hockey, it's winning a Stanley Cup and being a part of a Stanley Cup winner. Um, but, you know, just uh, you can go through different runs. Like, you know, I, I've, I've been fortunate enough to be with the Chicago Wolves, to win a championship with the Chicago Wolves as a player, uh, as a coach, as a part of manage, uh, management, and then being an executive uh, with the organization. So I've been fortunate enough to be see it from every angle, and and uh, it doesn't change. It's, it's 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 the greatest feeling in your in your hockey uh, existence to to win the cup. You've got bragging bragging rights, and you know everything. All the hard work you've put in uh, for the past year, or, their, or for basically your your lifetime, uh, really comes to you know comes to, to fruition that uh, you you've put all that time in and uh, there it is you're sitting with a cup and you're getting to drink out of a cup <laughs> nothing bad about that uh thanks for doing this wendell and uh, thanks for the uh the relationship that we have with the chicago wolves sponsoring the show uh you your uh your games are always a a great atmosphere and a lot of fun for families so uh we hope people check them out over the holidays here and uh you guys will get things rolling soon i'm sure I appreciate it. I appreciate uh, you guys covering us. And, uh, you know, ESPN 1000 has been awesome to us over the years. And, uh, you know, our organization, uh, we uh, it starts from the top with our owner, Don Levin. We want to be uh, a Class A uh, organization and, uh, and, you know, it starts with our relationships, and especially you guys. Wendell, happy holidays. Good luck the rest of the way. We'll talk to you soon. You too. Enjoy. We're back to wrap up the hockey show after this. You're listening to The The, The Hockey Hockey Show Show on Chicago's Home for Sports, ESPN 1000, 100.3 HD2, and the ESPN Chicago app. The Hockey Show, Chicago's only show dedicated to hockey fans. Listen on the ESPN Chicago app from anywhere. The Hockey Show. This is Chicago's Home for Sports, ESPN Chicago. to the hockey show on ESPN 1000 with Ryan Brandell, a.k.a. Barstool Chief. I am Pat Boyle. Thanks to Wendell Young from the Chicago Wolves for joining us. Thanks to our producer, Kendra Smith. We've got Blackhawks, Rangers, another ESPN game on Sunday. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're going to get a, a, a little more noise from uh, Jacob Truba. I wonder if there's unfinished business there. It sounded like, uh, you know, Anthony C was very mad in the press. You know, I, I wonder if they have the right kind of guy. I kind of wish Tenorti didn't have uh, the bubble on his face right yeah. now because he's he seems like he's the enforcer, the, uh, the you know, the big daddy in the room who's going to take care of some problems. So we'll see. It should be some fireworks. You know, the old cliche, you take a number, you know, so... It's number eight for anybody listening out there. It's Jacob Truba. So I think we'll, we'll at least get some, uh, some maybe some old school type of entertainment there. How about the Blackhawks prospects that made Team Canada? Nolan Allen, Colton Dock, Ethan Del Mastro, and Kevin Korchinski. How about that? Del Mastro, Korchinski, and Allen all down the left side of the D. Yeah, pretty good. And I, it's nice that uh, Allen's been playing with Korchinski as a pairing. Uh, 
in the, in the WHL, and Allen's been able to, as a left shot, play the right side. So you'll like that. It gives him maybe some flexibility, another path to the NHL. But, yeah, so flip on the TV, flip on Team Canada. Odds are you're going to see a Blackhawk. Just and, as a numbers game. And you almost saw Ryan Green because yeah. he was invited, the BU prospect or BU uh, standout, yep. and he had two goals in the closeout game. Yeah. And, and, and he didn't just, make it. By the way, by all accounts, roster. this is like one of the best Team Canada's yeah. they've ever had. Well, it's like Fantilli and Bedard, like find a new position. Yeah. Like, right. you, guys, you guys aren't centers on this team. And Green was rooming with Bedard. Yep. Yeah. So my, my thought is when we draft Bedard. Mm-hmm. Just keep uh, them together. And green, they'll just get a two-bedroom yeah. condo together. We're in Lakeview or something. It's perfect. Get on the red line. Head, head on down. But, yeah, and, and, you know, green will probably be on that team next year. Uh, you know, another another half season at BU should be enough for him. And, yeah, that that team is loaded. And, you know, Colton Doc making it pretty good. Uh, so, and and that, I think everybody saw it in the preseason. Korchinski's special. and that's, yeah, he is. That tournament's great, and it's going to be fun to watch him play on the big stage. So we'll be talking about that. We'll probably break that down, too. Uh, that tournament starts just after Christmas. That's going to do it for this edition of the Hockey Show on ESPN 1000. We will see you next week on Christmas Eve. Up next, it's White Sox Weekly. This is ESPN 1000. The Hockey Show with Pat Boyle and Barstool Chief. Back before you know it, we are Chicago's home for sports. ESPN Chicago. The Legends of Basketball Showcase presented by Victorinox is today at the United Center. Eight college basketball teams are coming to Chicago to compete in two doubleheaders. Northern Iowa and Towson are tipping off the afternoon session at noon, followed by Tulane versus George Mason. The evening session will tip off at 7 p.m. with Dayton matching up against Wyoming and NC State versus Vanderbilt closing the night. Don't miss a full day of college hoops right here in Chicago today. Buy tickets now at Ticketmaster.com. What's up, party people? Ain't no party like a Cali Gold party because a Cali Gold party don't stop. Hey, guys, it's Sylvie. What an intro by the D-O-double-G himself. As you heard from Snoop, Cali Gold is where the party's at. Pick up a bottle of 19 Crimes Cali Gold Sparkling wherever you buy your wine. Be sure to check out the OG's Cali Red and Rosé as well. Take us out, Snoop. Pour yourself a glass of that Cali Gold with your boy, Snoop Dogg. Enjoy responsibly. 19 Crimes, Sonoma, California, 2022. It's open enrollment for the ACA Health Insurance Marketplace. If you want to enroll in a new health plan or update your current one, GetCoveredIllinois.gov can help you navigate health coverage to find a quality health plan. Find out if you qualify for financial help 